0: This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven
2: You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you
0: think? Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in. Hour number three of Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachhoven. How's it going over there, Bach? Oh, not too bad. I can't complain. You're back. I am back. Uh, Was in Tampa for the last few days. uh, Just basically sitting on the deck. uh, Right by the bay. My buddy, who did well, worked at Caterpillar. He was an engineer at uh, Caterpillar for years. Uh, Moved all over. Would start up uh, these companies. and, And retired early. Uh, moved to Tampa, looked throughout the country, Arizona and uh, Miami and Tampa and found this house, uh, and he never moves, and I can understand why. I mean, we're, as I mentioned to you, get up about 9 a.m., you talk about breakfast, and you, you get talking and looking at stuff in the water and, you know, dolphins and various fish, and it gets to be past breakfast time, and you're thinking lunch, and you, by the end of the day is what I'm saying, you really haven't done anything, but you've had a great time. It's hard to explain when you're that close to the ocean. You can just people watch and you know (laughs) watch the water. I I I just love being by the water.
2: That's all you need. That's that's why I I think it's a pretty uh, popular uh, retirement uh, state down there. Oh, very much so. Uh,
0: And that's what he's kind of doing. It's an older community, Uh, but it made me think. You know, uh, I I don't know. I, I. I want to retire somewhere at some point. Some people just stay, you know, in Lincoln. Yeah. And maybe you get a B&B and b and you get away for a month or two out of the year. My parents had a trailer in, in Arizona, Apache Junctions, just outside of Phoenix, not too far outside of Phoenix. And it was just, you know, trailer park. Yeah, but that's you're, cool. You're, they're there, you know, 70 degrees. Uh, it was great. Yeah, nice getaway uh, for the winter at least. This was a little better. Oh yeah, this was a little <laughs> bit better uh, than that. Uh, they were also they also had a house in Branson uh, and loved that as well. Uh, Nebraska did uh, reach into the transfer portal again today. Deshaun Singleton of Independent or of uh, let's see, what, I forgot it. He's from uh, Kansas. He, Hutchinson, yeah, he, college, Ju- right? uh, Hutchinson. Yeah. He went to Hutch, um, and of course, Nebraska has been active. So that would make number four. Uh, from the portal, Tommy Hill, defensive back, uh, committed. He's an Arizona state transfer. Kevin Williams over the weekend as well. Offensive lineman from Northern Colorado. Um, and so, you know, they, they've been very busy obviously in the transfer portal and, uh, will continue to be it tomorrow is signing day and I don't expect much news really. I mean, there'll there'll be nine guys that probably all sign on tomorrow, but who knows, uh, so, because sometimes with the transfer portal being so active, a guy will see that his position group is getting filled and they're wondering what, wait a minute, they, they just grabbed a, uh, a grad transfer. Uh, why am I here? And so I wonder how that'll affect high school uh, recruiting going forward. If more guys, you know, wait and see, are they, are they reaching into the transfer portal to get my position? Maybe I'll wait and see and sign in February.
2: And I know there's been some talk among uh, commissioners about moving the signing day back to yeah. where it originally was, yeah. um, which they just they just did this a few years ago uh, to get the early signing day in. But now with the transfer portal, you know it's just kind of ever ever changing type of landscape of college football, and it just feels like a mess. So hmm. maybe if you do move it back, you can kind of go through the coaching cycle a little bit more. Um, And and maybe there's not as much of a rush to do it. That was kind of the, you know, even Nebraska was one of the the prime uh, examples of this, of getting rid of guys mid-season in order to prepare for this sort of of signing day to a degree. So uh, I think that that's... I I think that it's it's worth. I I like the old signing day because I, even for maybe it was just for working here, yeah. but it was just kind of this bit. You know, you wait yeah. till February, you get football news back. Um, it it, it kind of just builds up. Everybody's either yeah. in or out, yeah. and and you know, it and and right now with this early signing, day, it's just kind of like, well, these guys are here for now. Yeah. There's many it's other guys to make the decision. Yeah,
0: it's not the same. It used to be at least like after the bowl games, then you would have signing day to look forward to at least. All right, and, and some of these train wrecks. Of high school, you know, parties where signing day parties where a guy would sign with six different teams, or you know, come out wearing a Nebraska shirt and sign with. I remember when Emmett Smith did that. Like, I uh, he basically reached for the Nebraska, in the, <laughs> the Nebraska jersey. He was reaching there, and then he chose Georgia or like, Florida, yeah, or Florida. Um, uh, so you know those. Those are kind of moments that are really dramatic, and I hope they never completely go away. And they won't for the five-star, the big shots. Yeah, uh, But it, it seemed like it was more of an even playing field. Even if you were a three-star, there was kind of a big deal made about it. And the coaches all talk about it on that day. And Scott Frost will say whatever he says tomorrow. But it, if you had it in February and only February, going back to that, I think the buildup would be better. Um, but, and also because it's one of the only things you have to look forward to after the bowl games are over. Yeah.
2: But, um, I mean, it is a, – a, yeah.
0: you know, with uh, – certain
2: things fall and other things are great, yeah. but it's also – this is just – the transfer portal is incredible, yeah. and I don't know if it's great. Like, all the, a lot of these guys aren't going to find spots and they're going to uh, you know have lost their scholarships and made – <laughs> poor like right. career or life choices, yeah. um, but for the entertainment value, it's incredible. Uh, Michael Pennings Jr. just yeah. announced a few minutes ago he's going to Washington, <laughs> yeah. so that's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just it, a lot of announcements every day. Different guys, you know, yeah. the USC quarterback just yeah. drops yesterday, a few years, yeah. a few days ago.
0: The Auburn quarterback. I mean, it's it, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, uh, Nebraska picked up a uh, transfer report. I should have mentioned this uh, when I mentioned some of the other dudes that are signing Nebraska with uh singleton uh signing. They also got Brian Brushimi, uh the punter, uh who has two years left. He's from Montana, uh, and a really good punter. In fact, uh, uh this guy, you know, could solve a lot of your problems. Forty six yards a punt, forty three uh net average. So that's a good pick big up. fan of Sam Cook too. Is he? Yeah. I did not know that he was a fan of Sam Cook. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well,
2: right. I, a lot of I haven't had to, to be able to dive in too much on the articles written on him because he just committed now yeah. uh, or during the show. But yeah, from so far, what I've seen, I'm interested in Punters to see become how much that goes.
0: probably fans of other punters. I yeah, mean, absolutely. They're the only fans they have. I mean, because if you're punting, <laughs> even if you're a good punter, uh, you're punting. I mean you're losing yeah. the ball. You're
2: not really anybody's favorite player yeah. the kid yeah. usually
0: unless you're a punter. Yeah. I mean you can I guess be one of those guys they talk about after the game man he really co- coffin corner uh or you know we were backed up and he kicked at 80 yards and he saved the day. Yeah. But it's almost never that happens. <laughs> well, it
2: depends, too. I mean, if you play in Iowa, where we talked to, you know, different Iowa people, I said, that punter is probably the MVP yeah. of the
0: team. That's right. If you're in Iowa, go be a punter. Go yeah. To Iowa. They probably have 10 of them. Uh, so you can't get, you know, any higher than fourth on that list. Uh, but man, yeah. Go to Iowa. Or yeah. really, there's a lot of schools in the Big Ten that celebrate their punters. Actually, I, I, DP is laughed at me from, you know, saying this, but it was true. Nebraska was kicker you for a while. Oh, yeah. They really were kicker you for a while, and it's not something you want to be. Yeah, it is. Certainly it is. Uh, That's right. Uh, If, you know, you're Bach, you love three to nothing games. (laughs) You better have a great defense if your punter and your kicker are the stars of the team. I mean, you better have, you better be Iowa. Um, Then that's maybe why Bach is such an Iowa fan. Um, But it's true. Nebraska was kicker you, and they were they were go. Alex Henry was obviously great, but Maher was great. and Pat Smith was great, yeah. and you uh, know Chris Drew Brown, Brown, even Chris Drew Brown. Brown, yeah, all the Browns, Josh Brown. <laughs> uh, all, all the Browns uh, were highly celebrated. But not just that, you know, Sam Cook was fantastic. And oh yeah, Kyle Larson was fantastic. Uh, Sam Foltz. Sam Foltz was amazing. Even Dan Hayden fell. They had some good punters. Yeah, I mean, but that is probably the worst thing to be is kicker. You, Uh, but unless you're Bach and you like that aspect.
2: Well, I mean, it's the worst thing if you could choose a position. You'd rather be quarterback. You, but to be anything you means you're dominating Uh, that sort of, you know, uh, one area of the football uh, field that I'll take anything. uh, uh, Um, But of course, Nebraska, a long ways away uh, from that, but hopefully they uh, took took some steps
0: today uh, to kind of get back into that discussion. uh, There you go. At least they solved some of their problems, hopefully uh, from being a complete disaster to at least okay or good. I would celebrate that at this point. It is time for box tops. Here it is.
2: all right, we're going to go down the NFL statistics and look at the leaders in each of those categories. Uh, kind of a fun little project to do. So let's start it off. Uh, there's only so many categories, so we are going to start with some special teams ones. How about punt return touchdowns? There's been one this year. Did you catch it? Did no. The punt return? I, it was this was past it? weekend.
0: Jakeem Grant. Oh, yeah. It actually, was coming back from Kansas City. And heard it on the radio, Chicago. A yeah, 97-yard punt, yeah.
2: punt return where you know it's one of those deals like like in, in basketball, and it's a bad shot. You yeah. should not field the ball at the you know around the three-yard line if you're returning a punt. Yeah. Just let it go. He did, and he had an, just an incredible return for that one punt return touchdown. Only one in the NFL so far. Kick return touchdowns. There's been six this year, and only one man has two. And, really? Yeah, uh, Kenna uh, uh, Wangu, actually of your Vikings, has a 98-yarder and a
0: 99-yarder that he took to the house this year. I don't even remember them. I, that's <laughs> it's so sad uh, that I don't remember those punt returns. Well, just know you've got one of the best
2: kick returners in the in the league. So
0: well, that's that, good. That's uh, Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah was uh, very good. That was really what kept him with the Vikings so yeah. long. Was ability to uh, play on special teams.
2: Uh, how about punt average? Let's go there. A.J. Cole of Las Vegas Raiders leads the league 51.1 yards a punt. That's half the field. That's more than half the field. That, that's,
0: that's incredible. That is incredible. Has anybody ever completed the season with a 50-yard average?
2: I'd have to I'd have to go uh, back and I, look. I can't
0: imagine that's ever happened. But maybe it, it has.
2: Yeah, uh, Andy Lee of Arizona is second. He averages forty nine point nine, so he's just right behind him. And then Jack Fox, forty nine point six of the Detroit Lions. So those are great. Op- I mean,
0: well, Detroit, you're, you're playing indoors. I always wonder about yeah. kicking records when you're playing indoors. If you're outdoors and you're making, I want, like Cole. Where is he? Uh, he's at Las Vegas, yeah. Well, okay. he's indoors, too. Okay, so, yeah. Indoors. Arizona's indoors. These guys are all indoors. I have, <laughs> like, Prater made his kick. Well, I guess uh, I, yeah, there are some. Uh, Justin Tucker did it outdoors, right? Yeah, Justin did, Tucker did, does it did, outdoors. Yeah, he does it outdoors, so I respect that.
2: Yeah. that That is interesting. All the punt average guys uh, play their home yeah. games indoors. Maybe yeah. that's has something to do yeah. with it. Uh, How about field goals made? Dustin Hopkins leads the way for the Chargers, 36 of 41 on the year. Uh, Nick Folk of the Patriots has been terrific, 33 of 36. And, of course, Justin Tucker, not far behind, 28 Uh, of 30 for the year. Yep, Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. He's, he's the best. best. Maybe of all time. Yeah. Uh, how about tackles for loss? The leader in that category, Nick Bosa, has 18. Micah Parsons, who's really blown up, and, and this past week, everybody loved him. How, you like the comparisons that, uh, to Lawrence Taylor I know, that he's
0: been getting? They're everywhere. Yeah. But if you did a redraft, he'd be easily top five. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's I got Wasn't he 11th for so the I Cowboys? Think I think he there. went 11th for the Cowboys. And there was some criticism of that. Like, he had some. You know, he had some personality issues. Uh, that guy, if you're doing a redraft, he's top five easily, maybe yeah. top three. Were you at Friday Night Lights when he when he came to Lincoln? That's right. I, no, I wasn't there. but yeah, I, I wasn't. I either. mean, we we hyped it up on this show. Oh for yeah, sure. uh, because that was a big get that you thought that you really thought you had a chance. Where I never it? necessarily thought they had a chance, but I thought for I did. I was silly. I, I was silly to believe it. Yeah, that was the Calabrasca. He's not a Calabrasca guy, but uh, he was a big. St- Big-time five-star recruit. Yeah, he at least got him to campus. Yeah, chose
2: Penn State. Uh, how about the leader in interceptions, Dallas' Trayvon Diggs? Like I said, Micah Parsons getting kind of all the publicity there, but Trayvon Diggs helps uh, that secondary, especially nine interceptions. Uh, a lot of guys tied for third in the league with five, but second on that list is J.C. Jackson, who's just been mm. stealing balls left and right. Last season, he led led the way, I think, with nine, yeah. and he's got seven this year. And He also leads the league with 17 pass breakups, so... Uh, J.C. Wow. Jackson, probably the best corner in the league. Uh, Trayvon Diggs of Dallas,
0: not too bad, not too far behind in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, we we take defensive players in our fantasy league, and those guys are gone. He, oh, he, yeah. it's hard to get those guys. I, I mean, bet Diggs. They are. Yeah, yeah. With uh, all
2: another guy that would probably be gone pretty quickly. The leader in sacks this year, TJ Watt with 16. He led the league last year with 15, so he's even better at that average. And, of yeah. course, he got the big contract in the offseason, yeah. so uh, he's continuing to do good. Um, you think he's a little bit overshadowed by JJ? I mean, TJ is making quite a case of his own. I mean, JJ was a
0: three-time defensive yeah. player of the year, so don't get me wrong, well, but J- TJ's off to a great start. And TJ makes more money. He just signed the big oh, deal. Yeah. He just signed the big deal with uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, you would take TJ over JJ. Certainly at this point in uh, their career. At this, this point in their career. Uh, but you never would have thought that coming out of Wisconsin, that's for sure. Yeah, and it, it's just it's
2: interesting to see... Yeah. You know how how much is he going to be able to do this? So by the end of their yeah. careers, he might be able to compare them. Uh, Miles Garrett, by the way, 50, has 15 sacks. Robert Quinn for the Bears has 14. Um, they're right on his tail. Uh, number four, or excuse me, yeah, the fourth uh, category we're looking at is tackles here. Bobby Wagner always has an crazy amount of tackles. Yeah. He's doing it again this year. 152. His teammate Jordan Brooks is third with 135. Uh, and Atlanta's got a uh, uh, Foyeade OlaKun has 142. So he's second in the league. But Bobby Wagner. I have to go back and look. I think like probably leads the league in the three of the last four years um, or something. Seems like he's always
0: on top of the tackle list. And on a bad team this year, uh, yeah, doing it this year. But he's still, well, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Oh yeah, he's got to be a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, how about the league
2: receiving yards leader, Connor Cope, who actually leads in receptions and twelve and touchdowns as well with twelve. His one thousand four hundred eighty nine receiving yards. Justin Jefferson second with twelve eighty eight, and Devontae Adams third with twelve oh four. But Connor Cope. I don't know if there's enough appreciation for Colt, but maybe it's just, you know, he's kind of breaking out the last two years. But uh, when you talk about the best wide receivers in the league, you almost, you're almost you almost going to
0: have to add his name to it. Did you see the catch last night in the corner of the end zone? It was a great pass by Stafford. Uh, but I don't know how he fitted into that window. And then Colt made the catch. He just doesn't drop any balls. Yeah. He, he almost never drops any balls. But you're right. When you think of great wide receivers, you you never think of Connor Colt, but he is. I mean, he he leads the league. Yeah, in almost every category. He's going for the triple crown. Touchdowns, receptions,
2: and yards. He's got it at this point in the season. Uh, Let's go to rushing yards. Uh, Jonathan Taylor leads the way with 1,348 rushing yards. Also leads the league in touchdowns with 16 rushing touchdowns. Joe Mixon, the only other running back over 1,000 at this point with 1,036.
0: Jonathan Taylor, by far the best running back in the league this year. Well, yeah, because Derrick Henry got injured. Yeah, Uh, Derrick Henry was on pace, but Jonathan Taylor wasn't far behind him. That's going to be a team that started out really slow. Indianapolis, they might make the playoffs now. Uh, And a lot of it is just because they hand it to him almost every time. They they give it to Jonathan Taylor all the time. Because Carson Wentz is still pretty bad. (laughs) Cooper Cup. Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. Yeah, that shows just how much we Connor don't Culp. care. Yeah, Connor Cole. Cooper <laughs> <Culp.
2: Culp. laughs> Why, why, why do we know how much. kicker we, we, is really we, great in Nebraska's, the NFL's, Yeah, yeah. No, we
0: both replayed it, we, uh, repeated Cooper Cup. I like
2: Culp. that because we were talking about how little <laughs> recognition he gets. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we are Connor the ones Culp. making the I mean, mistake. Th- Connor Cole. Yeah, it, it, we just repeated it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Cooper <laughs> Cup. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Number one uh, on my list of passing yards leading the league right now is the GOAT, Tom Brady. 4,134 passing yards. Also leads the league with 36 passing touchdowns. Uh, Just, uh, I mean, just incredible to watch him. I know you you said you had to listen to this game on the radio, but watching the, the game this past week, you're just sometimes amazed by some of those windows he can find. Uh, second in the league is Derek Carr with 3,926, Damn. about to get into the 4,000 range. Uh, Matthew Stafford after last night as well, 3,898, about to hit the 4K range as well. That's your top three in passing yards. Yep. Um, Brady. I mean, is Brady
0: better now than he was at 40?
2: It seems like he's getting better with age, isn't he? I mean, he's
0: amazing. Um, and, and he was scrambling a little bit on Sunday, too. Yeah, I mean, and that pass in overtime to win it, uh, he's still got it. I mean, that guy doesn't seem like he's losing anything to me. Of course, he yeah. has the best receiving core in the NFL, um, but you know, he's doing it also without a great defense this year. He's got to score. Would you give him MVP of the league right now, or who do you think you would side with? Good question. Um, that's a good question. I think I might go with Brady right now. I, I, I mean, Kyler, Kyler Murray's still good. Um, and they, they're still 10 and three. They have, they're still doing great. They're still doing great. I probably go Brady right now. Yeah. I mean, it'd be fun to find out who uh, actually wins it at the end of the year. That's good stuff. Uh, thanks, Bach. Connor Culp. Where'd that come from? Cooper Cup. Cooper (laughs) Cup. Uh, That was the worst. Uh, But anyway, let's get to break. Come back with more. It's Tom and Buck. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store. To stay in touch and listen all day long, wherever you are. This is Tom and Buck.